0: tryout again. I want somebody to give me that answer. Somebody speak up. When you woke up this morning, what else? When you started training young men, your tryout started when you took your first breath. Welcome to another episode of a different basketball podcast. My name is Jordan Mount. Today I'm joined by the NBA trainer, Rob Blackwell. And Rob, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on, Jordan. Thank you.
0: I know um you know this show isn't like super professional so you know we're we're all having technical difficulties uh storm out by my way Rob's using his phone you know we're 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 just rolling but you know a little intro on Rob um you know Rob you uh you played D2 ball out in uh, you know out east you know you moved here to Indianapolis you had a great job which I thought was interesting you had a job at IBM um you know, kind of talk about, kind of talk about that experience at IBM and kind of how that's that's helping you now as a, as a trainer. Is there any correlation there?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Um, you know uh, Obviously, back then, IBM's reputation was uh, they had the best training program in the country, you know, uh, from sales standpoint, from a product knowledge standpoint. and being in that system uh, in the home office in Atlanta it actually was and going through their training program you know, has, has been able to carry over through the rest of my life, you know? So when you're talking about presentation sales and how to make a presentation and understanding what effective selling is, I, I think it definitely has helped me.
0: Is it, I mean, you're, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you know? Um, I mean, in that regard, obviously that, that helps, you know, a ton, but like when you're presenting to players, say different, you know, different skill sets on how to, you know, make a move. I mean, is, is that, has that helped as well?
1: Yeah, you know, because, you know, one of the sales rules that stayed with me from them was um, they used to talk about uh, never feature dump and what mm-hmm. they mean by feature dump. But a lot of times when guys sell, they're always telling people the features of what they're selling mm-hmm. and they never, they never correlate that the customer is basically asking them and well, how does this benefit me? And understanding that process, you know, in the sales cycle, it carries over still today. I, I never... You know, when I'm training, I'm never thinking about what I actually want to do. I, I want the player to always know, you know, the benefit to him from everything that we're doing. And I think that's how I present it.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, you're one of the best in the business. Anybody they ever talk to, it's like, you know, I think the cool thing about you is you obviously know what you're talking about. But you're a ride or die guy. If, if, if you have a guy and you're in his corner, you know, you're, you'll do anything for him. I mean, is it? do you think it's really important to be a life coach? you know, as well as a trainer to these guys?
1: I think so. I think so, because at some point it gets past skills and it gets past game situations. And, you know, then you're dealing with issues of confidence or lack of confidence. You're dealing with uh, issues of trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're dealing with issues of, you know, how to be coached, how to be managed, you know, because these guys play for multiple coaches. They walk in multiple situations, especially in a college and a pro level and being able to deal with that is even more important than what they're able to do on the court from a skill standpoint. So to have an ability to, to, to get the respect as a life coach and, and people actually take what you're saying to, to heart is, I think it's valuable. I think it's, it's more important than what you can teach them on the court with balls and cones and drills and right. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about, uh, you know, the relationship you guys had, or you had with, you know, some of your former NBA guys and, and kind of the, the the core group that really got you started um in in the training game
1: yeah um it 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 was it was a nice situation because most of the guys came to me because i was still playing a lot Mm -hmm. and so i developed i acquired a lot of credibility as a player even though when i was you know playing here i was already really old but i still played very well (laughs) so i got a lot of i had a lot of credibility as a player and so when i transitioned into to more basketball training Mm -hmm. um I I I was blessed to never be questioned about my background or where I was from or why I knew what I knew. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was a huge help. That was a huge help.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of trainers come. I think I saw on Twitter the other day. It's like you know all the trainers that have over fifty thousand followers rode the bench at their JUCO or, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know,
1: like, yeah. yeah, I mean you know yeah. it. it yeah. You know, and I tell people I was like, it's shame on me. Um, because they can't really knock these guys because they've, they've mastered the social media game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know how to attract attention to themselves. They know how to, you know, uh, develop followers and they know how to create a presence and a brand. Okay. Um, and God bless them, you know, God yeah. bless them. Um, but yeah, I agree with you a lot. Of <laughs> that, that is the case. That is the case for a lot of them. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you think, how, how much do you think it's changed, just the landscape obviously social media has changed the the you know the world itself mm-hmm. but you know, the game of basketball and especially in the training game like you said like you know these guys may have no idea what they're talking about i mean i don't know i mean i've never been around a guy that's you know what i mean that had no idea and he's had a lot of big following but you know mm-hmm. do you think that that um you know like i think that your following should be a lot bigger than it is on social media right you know right. what i mean like how, how do mm-hmm. what are the steps that you're taking to to kind of grow that grow that brand or um, or are you taking those steps or you just kind of,
1: yeah, know? yeah. I'm kind of slowly taking them step, those steps. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm becoming very familiar with, you know, the advantage of having photographers and video and everything that you do. Um, I mean, being blessed to have friends like you meet people like you to, to, to be able to speak in these type of forms. These are the things that, that, that it's made of. And, and these mm-hmm. are the things that I'm starting to, I, I feel momentum coming, um, as it starts to grow a little bit, um, but like I said, you know, my hats off to the guys who have mastered it. And you know, I don't.
0: Right, right. Well, I appreciate the the you know the kind words. I, I think we may get like five or six listens per per episode, but that's no, uh-huh. I'm kidding. <laughs> Isn't that a, little, a little bit more than that? But um, you know, let's. uh, What's you work with a lot of pro players and obviously TBL is the pro league. You know, I, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit, you know, what's the one skill that, that you you could say that players need to work on to, you know, maybe either prolong their career, get their career started or, or even maybe earn a little bit of money. Do you think it's, you know, one skill specifically to each player? You think it's just kind of like a, you know, certain scenario type of thing. What What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I think it's it, it's different per player, but the one thing that's constant, um, is, uh, players have to manage their ability to deal with adversity. That That's, that's it. You know, especially when you're at the league level that you got, you guys are, um, there's just a lot of adversity. It's not, it's not negative adversity, but it's just the business. It's just the way things are. Um, it's a very, basketball playing is a very competitive industry. And, and a lot of times, if it doesn't go your way, that doesn't mean that particular organization doesn't know what they're doing or what they're talking about, okay? It just is a very competitive industry. And guys don't deal with that very well and 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 it really taxes their careers, you know, how successful they're gonna be. And I think that's the biggest skill, okay? Mm-hmm. If you want to call it a skill, that's the biggest skill that they need to continue to develop. I mean, so if you look at the college transfer portal and, portal, and you know, like I said, I have three or four guys that are in high school that going into their senior year will be playing for their fourth high school. Okay. Yeah. It's just not dealing with adversity head on and dealing with the right way. And it's kind of allowed now. It's kind of allowed, but yeah. the butt kind of stops when we get to your level mm-hmm. and, and players get into that situation, you can't run. Um, you, you have to compete and you have to have, be thick skinned enough that it doesn't work out for you with a particular organization. There are other teams, there are other opportunities, and if you really believe in what you're doing, okay, you will see it that way, and just move on and, mm-hmm. and continue to pursue your dream.
0: I think that's great advice. You know what? What type of advice would you give to guys? Because there's obviously guys that maybe watch this podcast or or that follow TBL that, that want to get in and um, you know get a contract somewhere else, but mm-hmm. you know they're just sitting at home. And they're grinding away, and maybe they're done with college, and they want to get back in the program. I mean, I've seen it happen where, like, yeah, guys yeah. graduate and then go two, three years, and then then hop in the pro game. I mean, mm-hmm. is it rare now? I mean, do you see that much, or or what? You know, especially guys that yeah, you're with.
1: It's it's prevalent. I mean, it is very very uh, uh, high rate. Um, it's it's a beautiful opportunity. Okay, mm-hmm. pro basketball is a beautiful opportunity. And if you have any type of skill and you really love the game, you want to pursue it as long as it's, it's feasible or as long as you can pursue it. So it happens a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. it definitely happens a lot. And, you know, guys just have to, you know, trust the process, believe in it, believe in bet on themselves. And they they really, they, you know, they really have to take a shot. I mean, I think what Dave and you guys have done is provided a beautiful Avenue for guys to extend their playing Mm -hmm. careers. And, Keep the dream alive, you know. I mean, right. there are guys who've come from, you know, the NBL in Canada and things like that and, and made it to the G League and, and, and got in on a, and, and made it to a summer league team. It happens. It happens. But you can't disrespect the process, okay? Right. Uh, because, because Team A doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that, you know, Everybody involved in team A has no idea what they're doing. You can't disrespect the process. I mean, because you, you see the talent that you guys have in the league. These guys have pretty good resumes of where they're from and how they play. And, you know, you're not – just if you don't make it, it doesn't mean that somebody overlooked you or, or took your spot that shouldn't have had it.
0: Right. And yeah. I think we, we talked the other day. It was like, like last week on Tuesday, just how mm-hmm. good players are today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you look across the board. You know, you said you said players are so good today. I mean, it's incredible how you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, well, it's the evolution of a game. Um, and again, it's the evolution. They should be okay. And I think we talked about it. Everything's better than it was twenty years ago. Today, you know, TV's better, computers are better, phones are better. Um, you know, I mean you know, we grew up with one phone in the house and it rang and, you know, and that was it. And now you carry it around in your hand and all your information is on it. You can bank from it. You can do anything else. So, you know, not understanding that the basketball player has evolved just like everything else. is just not being honest. Okay. And like we talked about, some people are just nostalgic. You know, right, they want right. to believe, they want to believe that their time was the best time. And that's just not true. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just not right. True.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I um, if, My grandpa can't work, you know, computers super well. So I'm gonna say this because he probably won't hear this, but like, I mean, if you okay, he I mean he may be different. He may you know he may score a little bit today, but like you put Steph Curry back in his you know he's gonna average fifty. He's in the other room right now. He may come in here, you know, beat me up. But you know what I mean? I mean it's it's just you know guys were a buck fifty in the sixties. You know, averaging twenty five. Like a guy playing a buck fifty today is probably not playing d3 basketball
1: well i mean like i always say the best guys are the best guys okay they can't they can't be uh uh, uh disregarded because of their competition you mm-hmm. know it's like you know it's like when you talk about will Chamberlain. you know yeah the guys weren't that high quality but he treat them like they want <laughs> you know and, and that's the thing and so when you talk about guys like your grandfather you know, he did some things that were pretty special that the rest of the guys weren't doing. Right. So the the best guys are the best guys, you Mm -hmm. know, and and you can't really take that away from them, you know, so to compare the different eras, you're comparing the rest of the guys. Okay, so I don't take Steph Curry against Rick, you know, I take everybody else who played basketball versus everybody else who plays basketball now, and there's a huge difference, but the best guys are always the best guys.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so let's, let's move on a little bit. Um, I want, I want to talk about, you know, when you work with players, when when pro guys or college guys are approaching you, are you, um, are, are they, are they hitting you up on Instagram or are they texting you Are agencies hitting you up, you know, wanting to work with your guys, you know, what is, what is that looking like, you know, for you? And how, how do you get clientele in that regard? Is it all reference?
1: It's, it's mainly okay, but it's a little bit of both, you know, um, you know, my wife has had me put a few ads in the local newspapers and things like that. It just turned into to something pretty good. I mean, even using, having use of the barn, that little kid that I started training was an ad that my wife made me put in a, in, in a, in a local paper. And he ended up turning out being a player that his family eventually bought the, the property. And, and, oh, wow. and they pretty much turned the facility over to me. <laughs> said, okay. So it, it comes from a lot of different places. A lot of times it comes from a lot. I'm a lot of referral business. Um, you know, George Hill just gave me a call and he's got a guy that he's got an interest in anything. He's got a shot at the league and, you know, he wanted to personally make sure the guy's with me and that I'm taking him through whatever he needs to go through the next couple of weeks to get ready for, you know, possibly the draft. And, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's a lot of different things. It's referrals. It's, it's social media. Um, you know, it's direct marketing, you know, wh- whatever it, it takes. Yeah. But right now it's probably heavily referral.
0: Okay. Now, how, how are you designing these workouts now when you, when you, when you pick a player? Is it skill-specific? Is it, you know, uh, broad? Or, we you know, what, how, is that, how is that looking for you? You watch a lot of film? Well,
1: once we, once, yeah, once we get into college and pro, it's easy because you just go to their, their film. You just go to Synergy and you look up all their categories and, and then you sit down with them and explain. You know, these are the categories that you need improvement on, you know, at this level, they're going to be looking at your per 40. They're going to be looking at your situational percentages. Um, and then once they get an understanding of that, the workouts are all based around that. You know, if if you know you're a low percentage and in, in off coming off a pick and roll, if the guy goes under. OK, well, a, a lot of the work is going to be, you know, coming off wall screens with the guy going underneath. Um, And and you find that it's their decision making process or their hesitancy and not make a decision. It it just it's a chain. It just goes on and on and on. But with pros in college, it's easy because you just go to their film. You just go to their film and point out their tendencies Mm -hmm. and then you train from their tendencies.
0: Now let's uh, let, let's segue a little bit into Any Express. I know that was a really hard transition, but um, <laughs> how, how did what was the experience like for you? You know, this past year, Any Express was uh, you know one of the top teams. Obviously, the league you know had had to shut down after the COVID stuff, but you know, Any mm-hmm. Express was one of the top teams of the league this past year. Um, you know, you worked with a lot of a lot of those guys, so you know you got to right. you know pat mm-hmm. yourself on the back. You know, what was that experience like for you this year? Did you, did you get to check out any games? Um, you know, how how do you think that went?
1: Yeah, it was great. I went to all the home games. Um, I was in most of the practices. Uh, Andre, uh, you know, had me heavily involved in the training process, uh, you know, uh, during practice and things like that. So it, it was a, you know, it was a it was a great experience. Um, the experience of the league, though, was what intrigued me more than anything else. I, I thought I thought Dave and I thought you guys just did a tremendous job getting, getting that thing kicked off, uh, transitioning with the agency, talking about a junior league and things like that. Just the ideas of it and to see it actually come to fruition when you actually went to a couple of the games. I just thought they did a beautiful job. Um, you know, him and his wife, you know, were at games. You guys were doing a lot of traveling, seeing a lot of games. And uh, I, I think the whole thing in a nutshell was just, just beautifully done. And it was really inspiring to see. Um, the Express itself, um, you know, it was driven by Andre. I mean, Andre is passionate about helping guys out, helping guys get to the next level, helping guys, uh, uh, you know, succeed or fulfill their dreams. And he got, he got behind that thing with a lot of passion and he had some hard conversation with guys about professionalism and what it takes to make it and be a pro and to be involved in all of that and see how guys took to that and listened and then took to the training and, and the workload uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty impressive, you know, and, and so it was no surprise that they did well. Um, there was a lot of talent there, but there was also a lot of hard work behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Andre, um, you know, Andre is one of the better, better guys in the business. He's pretty real. You know, he's gonna, mm-hmm. he's gonna tell you how it is. And if he didn't like you, he's going to tell you too, you know? And so yeah. you know, I, I think that's what, what kind of separates him, you know, in, in that conversation, but, um, real quick side story, you know, David and Evelyn Mag, you know, Magley, mm-hmm. they asked me to travel with him. Mm-hmm. to new york um and i'm thinking you know we're gonna fly and they uh they said just come to my house uh you know pack your bag so i pack my suitcase and we put it all in the car and i was like you know they take 465 then they go the other way and i'm like yo i say hey, what's going on and they're like well we're driving <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like in the back seat like this and so yeah you know it's a grind and they grind too and and i just think this is a grind grind league and you know it's um it's it is what it is, but guys get contracts. Like you know, Joe Reddick got a contract in Canada. Um, you know, Bart- we've been
1: we've been two and a half years trying to convince people that this guy was a pro and he deserves a shot. And you know, along comes Dave and the league and Evelyn and what you guys are doing, and he gets a shot in Canada. And nobody was interested in talking to him in Canada. Yeah. Um, and he was able to perform. Again, he had an opportunity. He, he took advantage of his opportunity, which we knew he would do if someone would give him an opportunity, but he did. He took advantage of the opportunity, and, and Dave was behind him all along. Dave was behind him, you know, uh, having conversations about him with, with teams at the upper level and things like that, and it worked out bad. It's just too bad for him that everything, everything was shut down because he's worked really hard for that opportunity that finally came.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's great. I mean, he's a good dude, and you know, he can really hoop. He can really shoot it. So, um, you know, I really don't know where the discrepancy was when, when you know, when guys don't want to talk to him. But I mean, he he really showcased that that he could play this past year. Um, somebody else that kind of impressed me. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I like um, Hassan from from Indy. Yeah, I know he played in the G League a little bit. About you know about six eleven, seven foot. Um, you know, I thought he had some some really good game, um, and he's only like twenty nine, so he's still got you know seven years play you know what who else from that team kind of impressed you
1: well he impressed me because we have a long history and um when i owned the cba team uh we played out of anderson indiana he was from anderson and he used to run around on the court maybe 11 12 years (laughs) old you know getting in the way and and he was barely six foot i never saw seven foot coming um and his mom actually worked for me as one of my marketing people with my organization with my team and you know and then Fast forward a few years later—not a few years later, but several years later—I'm um, handling his pre-draft. He's at Auburn University, right? And I'm I'm, I'm taking him through his tree pre-draft, oh. and and the next thing you know, he's in the G League. And it was funny because I think my wife and I were in Portland, Maine, doing a functional movement certification as trainers. And I said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going go to go go to a game." I go to a game, and um, there he is again. <laughs> You know, so to see him come to the Express, uh, he's the first one there every day. Mm-hmm. He, he always wants to know how he can improve his game. Uh, he took some hard coaching and instruction from Andre and he handled it. And he got better as, as the season went on. He got better. So I think, you know, it's not quite over for him yet. He's got a shot mm-hmm. to do something if he keeps doing what he's doing. And I know he will. You know, I know he will. He was impressive. You know, yeah. but uh, a lot of those guys are impressive. I mean, you take you know, uh, Deontay Vaughn, he's got a huge resume. I mean, he still sits third or fourth at the University of Cincinnati. So he, he was impressive. Um, you know, you know, so a lot of those guys uh, uh, were very impressed. John Hart was extremely impressive. And, you knew just go through the list. Uh, Andre put together a great team. Um, he de- he was very demanding of those guys and, and let them know if they, they couldn't handle it. just may not be for them. And this guys stepped up. You know, yeah, they stepped up.
0: Yeah, no uh Deontay Vaughn is actually really interesting because I think I posted something he 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 scored a lot He's a player of the week and um I had probably like 15 guys on my Instagram just talk about how good he was. Like DM me like personally I'm like wow, he was really good. He was really good. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, no it's like, it's a uh, he I, did he sign in Poland, is that right? Did he sign to go play I, over I,
1: I think so. I'm not sure. But I mean that that team was loaded. I mean Troy right. Taylor, um you know Krishan Hopkins. I mean they're just just guys that have done nothing but be successful playing the game you know at every level that they've been and they still work like that you know Mm -hmm. they still work like that so yeah
0: well let's segue into something fun i've done this with all three of my guests so uh you know can you give me top three lockdown movies are you into movies is that your thing or no
1: yeah 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 what
0: what what movies were you guys watching during doing oh
1: oh gosh you know, I have an 11-year-old, so we watched a lot of history stuff. So just like right now, we're watching the Memorial Day special and talking about things like the Tuskegee Airmen and World War II and the mm-hmm. veterans and things like that. So it's a lot of educational stuff. I mean, he's he's turned into a big Star Wars junkie. Oh, so okay. everything, yeah, everything Star Wars has come out with what we've been watching. Have you, have you seen the so, new one?
0: The yeah, one that just came sure. out it was pretty good. I don't yeah, think. I they're think they're good. all good. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really good. Uh, have you? Okay, I, mean,
1: I like I like the fact that they did a nice job of tying the old ones in oh, yeah. for the new for the new audience that's come to them and and that don't want they don't want to go all the way back to one Star Wars one right and, and see it and so he's marathoned from one all the way to current <laughs> and so
0: like straight yeah. straight straight through yeah
1: yeah yeah he's into it he's a, nice. I think we bought a Star Wars t shirt today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome um uh, yeah. well rob man i really appreciate you coming on the show today you know i i appreciate the time it was storming and raining and, and i'm glad the internet didn't drop but um yeah. any players that, that listen to the pod they they got they got to get with you man so um you know we'll drop your information in and and um you know hopefully get some work in
1: no i appreciate you having me on again man you stay safe and hey. i'll be seeing you in a couple of days
0: man that's true thanks I'll again Thank you to all the listeners that came on the pod today. If you enjoyed our conversation with Rob, please like, subscribe on all podcast platforms. And even if you didn't, but still like me or halfway like me, give us those five stars anyways. For more information on how you can train with Rob, check out his Instagram page RB for Three and his LinkedIn at Robert Blackwell. And a lot of pros, a lot of college grades, a lot of high school grades. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Follow the Basketball League on all social media platforms at the Basketball League. Also check out the website, theBasketballLeague.net. Stay tuned for the 7 Energy Combine Series for opportunities to play on TBL and opportunities to further your professional career. You can also follow me at JMOc10 on Instagram and Twitter. Again, I appreciate all the listeners and stay tuned for next week's episode.
1: Peace!